Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show, hosted by Rick Zamperin and Philip Golfie. Where is that Rob Golfie? Seriously, <laughs> two weeks, I mean, two weeks in a row. Hashtag slacker. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rick Zamperin, Philip Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team coming at you during a uh, an Easter weekend, a long weekend, but uh, we're still here. Uh, you know, Rob might be vacationing in a faraway place. Uh, but we're going to continue to trudge along and talk about some of the great things in this community, real estate related, and uh, what's happening uh, around the country in regards to real estate. Actually, we'll go international on this edition of the Hamilton Real Estate Show as well. We'll talk, talk about some extremely cheap dream homes in Italy. There was an article in CNN earlier this week where you can basically get a house for the price of an espresso. Wow. Uh, no fooling. We'll also talk about the, a new poll that shows a majority of Canadians believe it's better to own than to rent a home. We'll also talk about when a deal is not a deal, an interesting scenario happening in Vancouver, and also some things that realtors wish buyers wouldn't do. (laughs) I'm sure you have some stories, Phil. You can also go online to get a host of uh, listings, great information, uh, see some awesome pictures and videos as well. RobGolfi.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. You can call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. They're all over social media. Check them out on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at RobGolfi. Be sure to like the Rob Golfi Facebook page and subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you get your favorite podcast. And if you have a question for the Golfie team, you can email questions at robgolfie.com. That email address again is questions at robgolfie.com. Big plans for the Easter long weekend? You know what? Not really. Um, Apart from eating? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you know, we usually have that Good Friday seafood dinner, but my parents are gone. So right, yeah. I'm on my own so right now. So you're Yeah, it. I'm on my own. I'm, I'm, so I'm this gonna... is like the, the Highliner fish dinner now? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I'm not sure. I was on my way in, you know, I was uh, I was I was texting my brother and mm-hmm. saying what he was doing and seeing what everybody's doing. But usually, you know, we got the you know traditional kind of Italian din- right. Good Friday dinner, and then yeah, yeah. we go to my grandparents on on Sunday. So, yeah. but I'll, I'll still be going there. But nothing too exciting. Just sports. Okay, we got the Leafs game tonight. Yes, uh, actually, it would be game. Uh, five was last night. We yeah. have game six tomorrow night. Right. Uh, and uh, so that, that's to be interesting. You know, the, the Leafs and uh, and Bruins have had a very even Steven series. Uh, not so much for Tampa Bay and, and Pittsburgh. We were no. already gone. But that's uh, the I heard something of the on the radio that I, I guess it would have been game four in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay had a suite rented out at the uh, at the Scotiabank place to scout their next opponent. No way. So they got swept, <laughs> right? And they, they you know, they so put they it on. So they the suite away? So, yeah, no, the suite was just empty. Wow. And, and it was, you know, they put this funny caption up. It was Tampa Bay scouting team or, or scouting. And group. it was just it, empty. And it, 
empty. Like, wow. you know, golf season Why started they early. Given that to charity I know, or something like I that. I know. I agree. I agree. But it, it's just one of those things where you wow. just kind of turn a blind eye and, and, uh, and move on. Oh, too bad right? for them. Hopefully, hopefully they're having fun on the golf course. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. <laughs> so Rob is in Bermuda of all places. I don't know where he is. He just said. He's uh, in the Bermuda I Triangle. Think, I think so. I think he did a, he, he, <laughs> I don't know what he's doing, but yeah. he just says, I'm gone. I'll see you. you know, that's it, eh? He's coming Take back over. tomorrow, tomorrow night. And uh, and it's good, like you know what I mean. It's it's uh, I I have no idea. Like Bermuda is Bermuda nice? Uh, at this time of the year, at every time of the year, yes, it's nice. As long as he doesn't go to the Bermuda Triangle, yeah. I think he's fine. Yeah. Uh, let's start off by talking about the golfy team. You want to, um, you know, share some stories, talk about why it's such a great place to work, and and when you invite new staff in, how they fit in nicely, and yeah. it's just a, a I mean, a great team. When when it comes to you know starting your real estate career. You have you have a number of options in terms of what direction you want to go, um, and 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 where you want to start. The thing, the team environment is is when I when I first started, I had that opportunity to to join my dad's team, and what I noticed in the first you know five or six months is you're able to join you know to to, to first things first is jump right in, right? I always say the hardest thing to do in real estate is to get other people to work with you, and that's. One hundred percent. You spend most of your time in terms of trying to find people to buy homes or trying to find people people to sell homes. Right. Whether it's door knocking, cold calling, making ads, you know, you know, calling past clients, getting referrals, whatever it is, that's the hardest thing to do in real estate is get people to work for you. When you join a team, you would hope that it, you know, there's systems in place, everything's set up so that you can you, those people are there. Right hmm. now, instead of now now instead of working on trying to find people, now you're working with people, right? right. Okay. Because the leads are already generated. There's already you know uh, um, you know a consistent flow of people coming to the team or mm-hmm. or or wanting to work with an agent on the team. So you're able to to gain a wealth of experience fast, right? right? Where where you're able to jump right in. If you're on your own. You got to create a brand for yourself. You got to, you know what I mean. And some people are very good at it, right? Some people who, who might have a business background or or are coming from a different, you know, different business. But somebody who's fresh and who's new, it's 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 overwhelming. So when you join a team, a lot of those little things are taken care of, right? You don't have to worry about, you know, making a sign. You don't have to worry about creating ads. You don't have to worry about, you know, creating a website mm-hmm. or 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 buying different lead generations. It's already there. Right? right, and it allows you to, to or, or there's someone else doing that. There's somebody right? else doing it, yeah. yeah. But it allows you, and what I always say, you're going to gain ten years of experience in six months, right? Wow. And, and and just because you join a team to start doesn't mean you have to be on, you know, join you stay with the team forever. Mm-hmm. But it allows you, like I said, it, you gain a ton of experience. And what happens is you're not just learning from from yourself and your own experiences, but you're learning from everybody else's, right? And and it allows you to have, you know, mentorship and and people that are willing to help you and and work with you yeah. within the team. So, you know, number 1 is the support system. Number 2 is you don't have that anxiousness of of hopping into a new career, but you're surrounded by people that are willing to help you mm-hmm. and, and develop you and train you and and show you how it's done right, right? right? Is it easy to join a team? So if if there's a realtor right now who's on their own or is with another team, uh, can they just say, "Hey, a golfy team, I want to join your team," and, yeah. and you guys say, "Yeah, I mean, no. how's that work?" <laughs> yeah. So obviously, there's a there's a vetting process, sure. right? Yeah. Um, and and you know, one of one of our biggest things is is we want to hire good people, right? So sometimes, you know, you know, there's great agents, great, sure, you're you're an awesome agent, but if you know, if you're hard to work with, if you're not going to adapt to our systems, if mm-hmm. you're not going to, um you know, learn, you know, learn our, 
our presentations or or kind of learn the way the way we do business, right. then it's 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 a little bit harder to 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 work with, right? Yeah. But but what you we're want finding, everyone pulling the rope the same way. Exactly. But what we're finding is people that are people that are new in real estate and people that are come you know don't have that the the real estate background. It's a lot easier to groom. And and that's like with any company, mm-hmm. right? Is yeah. is if you if you you know if somebody starts fresh radio, right, and they come right into the the CHML kind of studio, and and you're able to teach them your way or, or how it's supposed to be done sure. that specific way. So that's what we're finding is you know people who are who are brand new to real estate, we have more success with them than somebody who's who's coming from a different team or or coming from um, on their own. They're all good, right? Mm-hmm. But but in terms of in terms of that style, it's it's you know we've put a lot of faith into young people are, are I would say more than three quarters of our team is under the age of 30. Wow. So it's, it's, and, and very successful. Yeah. So, um, but, but yeah, there's obviously there's an interview process, there's a vetting process yeah. and there's, um, you know, personality tests and, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's, you know, you want to make sure that you're making the right decisions. Mm-hmm. What makes a good, uh, apart from being a good team player, what makes a good realtor, uh, in a team setting? Is there a different, uh, mindset, different strategy, a different approach that they have to take? Yeah, when, when they're I part mean, of a team. So, so when you're a realtor on your own, you wear a lot of different hats, right? You're 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 doing your marketing. You're, yeah. You might be doing your own signs. You might be um, doing your own in terms of your, your own paperwork or what we call is is broker loading, which is uploading the listing. So mm-hmm. you wear all those hats, but in a team environment, you just focus on on one thing, and that's um, you know that's that's developing and and you know making sure the relationship between your clients. And the listing is is strong and continues right. to be strong, and and you're just completely client focused, and that's you know that's one of our goals or, or or one of our missions is is you know provide one of the best real estate experiences there is in the world, and and that's kind of what what we're focusing on, and you have that free time and that ability to do so, um, and and if you could just focus on you know if if you just it allows you to stay focused on that mm-hmm. instead of all the other little little jobs that support the real estate. Right kind of position or, or career. Yeah, you can have that laser focus on on, on your job. Exactly. Not and, have to worry about anything else. Yeah, so it's it's good. I mean, the the teams they're coming becoming more and more popular cuz the system works. Yeah. Right? It, it 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 delegates, you know, the administrative jobs and allows you to have free time to to not only, you know, continue to build your business, but continue to establish new and um, past client relationships mm-hmm. that are that are there and and that's that's what it's all about. Because you don't have uh, have to worry about all the other things, including marketing and all that stuff. Is it uh, from a realtor standpoint? Is it more profitable to be part of a team? It depends. Okay, it depends. Like it, in terms of an overall, you know, commissions or or dollar value. It depends. There's a lot of people that are highly successful in, right. in a team environment. Um, At the end of the day, you still have to sell sell homes. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Now, now, obviously, you're you're you would be making, you know. It to, like we can get into it, but it, you know you, you kind of need a spreadsheet in terms of how right. it works. But, we don't want to bore but, the but, listeners. But, but what happens is teams have splits, right? right? And, and and I want to say every every different team operate. Everybody operates differently. We have mm-hmm. our own way how we operate. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, you know, ev- everyone's different. There's not, you know, everyone's different. And uh, um, but but if you if you when you work on a team, obviously you're splitting with 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 somebody else, right? Because sure. they got to cover the fees of the marketing, right. they got to cover the fees of the administrative staff. Yeah. But they they got to you know all those little things they got to cover those fees. Mm-hmm. So you would be splitting splitting your commission, right? Um, can you still make a lot of money in a team environment? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's people that do very well in a team environment, and not only that, they have the the autonomy to to you know still live a lifestyle that 
they want to live, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're on your own, it's it's you know your your hours of work are a lot higher yeah. in terms of a, a daily schedule, in terms of a weekly schedule. Whereas when you're in a team environment, it's almost like yeah, you're still you're still working a lot, but it's 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 a lot easier style of work. Or, you have a better work life balance, yeah, exactly. Right? And, and and that's what it comes down to is is the work life balance. It's you know it's easy to get away, right? If yeah. you're on your own. You know, you can't just get up and leave your real estate business. It's it's hard to get away. Mm-hmm. But you know, for example, you know, my dad's away right now, but the business is still running because those support systems are in place yeah. to be able to support every single one of our clients, even if he's away. So, right. um, and and that goes for anybody else on our team. If if somebody wants to go away, and you know, have that work life balance, or you know, it's easier to do so within a team environment, and that's what a lot of people are attracted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I would say one of the biggest factors is. You don't know where your next deal's coming from, right? When you're on your own, you get this anxiousness of, you know, okay, I just did two deals or I just did three deals, yeah. but when's I the got, next one? I got nothing in the pipeline, right? right? And, and that's for any sales job or, or whatever. It's it's what's in your pipeline or what's next or what what's going on, and there's a lot. There's you you get anxious, right? You're like you know you're not guaranteed a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Nobody's you know nobody you know you're not on salary. You're, you know nothing. Everything that you do is earned. And uh, and when you're in a team environment, it kind of takes that anxiousness away, right? Right, because you you're you're comfortable with the amount of of uh, business that you're getting. You know, you have a track record of doing you know it, on our team hundreds of deals a year. Mm-hmm. So it's it's yeah, there's going to be those next deals, and and you know you get that comfortable, yeah, right. It's a little um, less of a grind, exactly. So um, I still get that anxiousness though. It's like you know, if you, maybe you have a slow week. You're like, this is it's over. <laughs> yeah. like, this is this is coming to an end. I might have to start my radio career and start hanging out at the studio a little bit more. Yeah. But uh, but no, it's it's and you know, for me, I I never saw that other side. I I, I was never on my own. I I was never on um another team. So mm-hmm. I, I I I've only known one thing. Right. And and this is kind of you know our the golfy team kind of way, which is good. I mean, you know. We're ranked pretty high when it comes to yeah. You guys are doing number. okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, it, it, it would have been interesting to see kind of see another operation. Um, but one thing that allows us is you know we're, we often you know what I say is we share ideas and and different styles and we often go to the states and and go visit other teams' offices. So we we you know we steal little nuggets from them mm-hmm. and, and and it's just in terms of sharing sharing business operations and business ideas so a lot of our systems that we we do or or how we operate is from another team so it, it it's you know we're groomed that way yeah hey th- there's no shame in in taking uh great ideas from other institutions and yeah. imp- implementing them yeah. yourselves and you know uh, putting your own twist on it uh, we're going to take our first break of today's program still to come we'll talk about buying an italian dream home for uh, the cost of an espresso we'll also talk about a new poll that shows most Canadians believe it's better to own than to rent a home, which kind of makes sense. And when a deal is not a deal, we'll get to that as well. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Home, when my love lies waiting silently for me. 
Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin. In studio today with Philip Golfi, sales representative with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfi team. Call them at 905-575-7700. 905-575-7700. The website is robgolfi.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfi on Instagram and Twitter. They're also on Facebook as well. And download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast if you haven't already. You can find it wherever you download your favorite podcasts, including Google and Apple Podcast. If you have a question for the Golfie team or you'd like us to tackle a, a certain subject on a future program, you can send us an email, questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, buying an Italian dream home for the price of an espresso. What a deal is not a deal. We'll also talk about a new poll that shows that most Canadians believe it's better to own than to rent a home. And coming up in a matter of seconds, things realtors wish buyers wouldn't do. I'm sure Phil has a number of stories. We were talking about the team environment in our opening segment um, and obviously what you guys do with the golfy team. Can a team get too big and and can a team be too small? I guess you gotta the, the, find the easy answer is probably yes to yeah, both. Yeah, yeah, it can be, but you gotta find what works, right? For example, if you're if you're gonna grow your team in people, that's not the right way to think of growing your team. Right. Right? You wanna grow your team in terms of um how how can you support each and every person on your team, right? And and how you know what happens is when you grow is if those people are starting to spill business, what we say spill business in terms of they have too much on their plate that they're not able to cater to each and every single one of their mm-hmm. their clients. Well, then that's when you you need to add another person or right. add another individual. But yeah, you, you want to make sure that you have the right systems in terms of generating leads or generating clients to be able to to support each and every sales representative. Mm-hmm. So Makes sense. It, it, it's not necessarily in terms of you know if you have a team of 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 twenty individuals, but you're only doing you know a hundred transactions. And and somebody who has a real estate background or or is in real estate will understand what I'm what I'm saying, but there's there's just not enough business there to go around and what's going to happen is people are going to leave because the point of joining that team is to work within the business that's already there right, right? but if you join a team and there's no business there to 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 work well what you know what is that team offering you they're not mm-hmm. they're not offering you anything right there's so there's no point of you of you being there now when it when a team's small obviously you have more control over each and every single transaction um and 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 yeah, sure. You know, you can operate within a small team. That's what, that's what you know. There's a lot of small teams that that go, but right. part of a big team is is you get that brand, you get that brand recognition, you get that brand name, yeah. where people, you know, the ease of doing business is all is is very high, and a lot more people are are more comfortable in terms of working with you, mm-hmm. and it's easier to sell that that strategic home selling system and that's that's what we offer is is hey this is what we're able to do this is the pool of buyers that we have yeah this is how you know we're going to market right. your home it's proven and, to work and, and, and exactly yeah. and it's proven to work and and here's here's you know results and numbers that that show that mm-hmm. so i i know every uh city is is different the population obviously that the demographic but you've you know you've visited american cities you've been to you know conferences and the yeah. like uh, is the typical uh, size of a team relatively the same? Yeah. So the big teams down there are are they're very they're run like I want to say very more corporate. Okay. Right. Um, their organizational structures is they would have a, a, a CEO, an operations manager, um, a general manager, a mm. manager of sales, and then you know what I mean. They're they're structured like that. Right. And this more Whereas, typically in the U.S. Yeah. Right. And they're and they're very um, and and not that we are, but but they're very what. You know, when you go down there, it's 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 very like 
it's more it's, of a corporation exactly. than a team, right? That's what, and that's that's the, the the first thing I noticed is there's a lot more staff and and, and managers right. to to manage the people. Now, keep in mind these teams. You know, the biggest team in the states is doing over two two thousand deals a month. Wow, and um, that's insane. And yeah, and and but so, how big is their team though? So they're like 40, 50 people. Oh wow! Right? Okay. Which is which is huge. Yeah. And then and then uh, and it, it, it's neat to see how they're you know when they open up their operations to us and they're able to, obviously if you know, you know, they wouldn't do that with somebody within their own environment or their own um, area. Like, right. you know what I mean? They wouldn't show their competitors in terms of how they operate and, yeah. and what they're doing to be successful. But for them to open their door to us and, and, you know, we'll go down and spend a day with them, it's it's really neat to see mm-hmm. in terms of how they operate and what's working for them and, and what what they tried and what they didn't work. And, right. And allows us to kind of, you know, be, be a little bit more ahead and um and and forward thinking as when we get back here and yeah. and you know we learn more from from those office day visits than any conference that we would ever oh, go I'd to imagine. yeah and and usually when you go to a conference it's somebody who's speaking that that has a background in real estate but isn't working in the business right, right? and more you often can, than not you know everything anyway exactly right? like you can go to these motivational speakers or real estate coaches but sure yeah maybe they're a great coach but they're not they're not working every single day in yeah. in the business so it's they're not, I you know, they're not as sharp. Sure, they might be good, but they're not as sharp as somebody who's doing two thousand transactions a year. Right. Right. So <laughs> it's it's that give and take, but it's 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 making sure that we we continue to adapt and 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 grow and and you know focusing and being client focused in terms of you know still providing and and, and how do we provide a better experience mm-hmm. for for our clients and um you know how do we how do we continue to support each sales representative on our team and making sure, making sure that they have all the right tools. To, to give that client a good experience and give them a good home selling experience. Right. Yeah. So, so is it just Remax uh, agents and, and corporations, I guess, that you're no. visiting? So yeah. you, are you allowed to go to other? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Right? yeah. Wow. So these are just personal relationships that were developed right. through um, different different kind of, I would say, mind master groups okay. or mastermind groups um, and and stuff like that. It's and and and. People come and visit our office all the time too, mm-hmm. and and want to spend time with us. And you know we're we're open to it, and as long as there's that reciprocal, sure. you know, sharing of ideas. But yeah, yeah it's it's, great. it's neat. All right, let's get to uh, things realtors wish buyers wouldn't do. Uh, there's a <laughs> list that's well, it's it's at least two pages long. I'm sure Phil, you have a black book that has like a, a million of them here. But uh, <laughs> here's uh, some of the things that realtors wish that buyers wouldn't do: uh, call listing agents on your own. So obviously, there's a there's a reason that you would be hired by somebody. Yeah. Uh, but then this buyer would call. Uh, a, a listing agent and basically doing your job. Right? Yeah. So this is this is a big misconception. Um, first things first, a lot of buyers have this mindset that they were they're going to get a better deal if they work with the listing agent, mm. right? And and I I understand you know why they think that. Um, and here's number one is is that listing agent has a better relationship with the seller than they would 100 percent yeah the, then they would I'm not going to say a random buyer but when they would a buyer that that just calls them out of the blue to yeah. go see a house right, right? that that seller has has been pro- or, or sorry that agent has probably been working with the seller maybe three four five weeks mm-hmm. has had multiple visits overall you know it's his goal or that or that agent's goal to sell that house right for the, for the highest price for the highest price yeah. and now when you come in the picture yeah you know he, 
it, it's just it's just I don't I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I, I and I don't like I don't like when people think that. So it's a huge misconception and, right. and that's one of the biggest things. And the other thing is is what this is referring to is if you're working with a realtor and that and this realtor is 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 helping you look at properties and maybe you've gone out a three or four times, mm-hmm. um continue to use him and direct all your questions towards that one realtor instead of calling a number of different realtors and hopping around yeah. to uh you're just kind to, of muddying the waters yeah, right yeah to, to, to uh, you're 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 putting a lot of confusion into the process right. um have you had clients like that yeah it happens all the time really right it, it it and i would say like you know a lot of the time when people move and this is i don't know if it's if it's a recency bias but what i'm finding is when people move it's it's spur of the moment it's like, hey, you know, let's make a move, or, or hey, you know, I just saw that house down the street. I want to buy it. <laughs> let's move, right? Let's move. <laughs> wow, you know what I mean? It's it's spur of the moment. Yeah. Um, the other day, I was just at a client's house in Niagara Falls, and he uh, he calls me in. He, you know, I was there that night. He goes, yeah, I just found out today that you know I'm I'm being moved for work. It's like I got to sell my house. Wow. So it's it's very quick. Yeah. Whereas everybody thinks, you know, if you're a first time buyer, the process is a little bit slower, right? Maybe you're building, you're saving for a couple years, two, right. three years, and there's a slower kind of kind of gradual process to that. Yeah. But I find that homeowners today are like, you know, very impulsive. They're like, yeah, I don't don't want my house anymore. Let's sell yeah, it. Interesting. And uh, and and that's that's what I found. Yeah. Right? Like, and and maybe it's a recency bias because it's been like that for the past maybe three four weeks right, on right. a number of occasions. But it's 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 funny. Interesting. Uh, by the way, two years ago this weekend, the wind government, or, or no, uh, pardon me, Rob Golfie predicted the wind government was going to do what they do in, uh, with the foreign buyers tax. Uh, and uh, lo and behold, a couple of years later, here we are. Time, yeah. time flies. Yeah. Uh, things realtors wish buyers wouldn't do. Here's another one on the list. Ask the listing agent to show you a home when you have a buyer's agent. Yeah. So this happens when um, buyers are from out of town. Right. Okay. So, for example, if if uh, if a buyer coming from Toronto wants to see a property, but their agent can't show it to them, mm-hmm. they will call a local agent to say, to "Hey, we want to come by and see it." Yeah. Right. Right. Because if they ask their agent and say, "Hey, listen, I'm only available to see. I, I want to go see this house, and yeah. that agent's not available." Well, guess what? They're gonna. Tr- they still want to get through right. the property, and and and. From from our experience, we're the way we're trained and the way we operate is, you know, we won't show a property for another agent. And I know there's a lot of other agents that are like this, and mm-hmm. then, and and you try to vet them on the phone to make sure that you you know you don't want to be doing another real estate agent's job. Right. It's not it's not our 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 job and responsibility to show another agent's client a house. Yeah, right, makes sense. So you know, our main question is, hey, are you working with another real estate agent? Mm-hmm. And and. That's, and you go from there. Yeah, exactly. This one seems to be pretty cut and dry. Are realtors or ask realtors to show properties without being pre-approved? This is really jumping the gun. Yeah, I mean, it's um. So this that, is this would be very similar to an open house. Yeah, you right? you you want to know your financial capacity before yeah. you, you're, or else you're wasting everyone's time. Everyone's time. Yeah, yeah you're wasting the homeowner's time who's going to you know clean the house and yeah. get out of the property <laughs> for the showing. You're wasting the agent's time and you're wasting your own time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Simple as that. Uh, the next one, request to look at homes outside of your price point. And which that's getting pre-approved. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and and that's part of the approval process. You might be able to afford more than what, you know, you know, if you, if you, if you want that bigger or nicer or whatever, you know, nicer location house, go get pre-approved. Find out what you can, what, what yeah. you can get. And then yeah. start looking. Yeah. Uh, the next one, you, you were kind of referring to, you know, the work-life balance being part of a team. Uh, so you have a little bit of time, but still not respecting our time by calling last minute. Yeah. You, know, you guys are busy. Yeah. There's no, you know, there's no call is ever last minute, but if you're expecting 
to, to go view properties that same day let's you know i always say let's give give the homeowners a little bit of time to mm-hmm. to get to get ready right to 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 prepare for the showing and, right. and it, it just be being courteous yeah for that's sure that's what it's all about uh look at a home five times and don't <laughs> make an offer that that's a lot of times yeah i've never seen somebody come through a property five times yeah um usually it's 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 you know one two maybe, maybe three, three. Yeah. maybe maybe three but you know within those other times they've taken a couple drives by sure. on their own but but yeah usually it's one maybe two usually never three but after the second time you yeah. know so five is a little much yeah for sure uh, again things realtors wish buyers wouldn't do uh, not doing any research on where you want to live Th- this has to be pretty rare especially in today's day and age yeah people have a really good idea yeah. um in terms of in terms of where where they want to go you find you know some people moving across the country or, or that are new to the country right. they're kind of like you know I, I have no idea what what they're they're more like this is my budget yeah. what areas do you recommend and then it's highlighting um you know i i know we went through last week what you can get for was it 500,000 500, yeah. so you can do that exact same kind of scenario for each Hamil- uh, each each neighborhood in Hamilton. Right. And, and what can you get for 500,000 and you can go through each and every neighborhood yeah. in Hamilton and then you know you can highlight what you know what style of house they want and, mm-hmm. and then what what neighborhood they uh, neighborhood they want. Makes sense. Making unjustified lowball offers. Yeah. Every every buyer wants to get a home for the lowest amount of price, yeah. but I mean there's there's a line, right? So I would say this doesn't happen as really? much. It doesn't happen as much. I I remember, you know, when my dad used to talk about how the real estate transaction was, you know, when he first started is you would go to the property and you would make an offer on what you think it's worth. Now, people won't even, it happens, like, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Right, but it's once a Global offers still happen, but they're not as prominent as they used to be. And now what happens is if somebody goes to a property and they think it's overpriced, mm-hmm. well, they're not, they're not even going to try it right. like they're not they're going to say well you know there's they're not going to accept my offer so why why are we wasting everything right. uh, same thing as you as you're wasting time but but and, and it's the same you know sometimes when the sellers say well you know I go you know the sellers will be like well I haven't even received an offer and I said well you, you know so obviously it's going to come down to price I go people are people you know the feedback is people think your house is priced too high mm-hmm. and they said well not even a low ball offer and I said you know people don't operate that way anymore yeah, it's, they're not, they're it's, not it's, yeah exactly again we're continuing on with the uh, things realtors wish buyers wouldn't do we'll do one more before the break uh, making an offer contingent on selling your current home now this must happen a lot yeah it happens a lot um, obviously it's 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 harder right it, it puts you know if you're selling your home and it's contingent on another person selling it kind of leaves you um you're you're not in control of the sale anymore it's not it's not your house is sold but you're waiting on another property to yeah. sell it's it's a position that not a lot of people like being in right. but right now we're seeing it more and more right in 2017 you you couldn't do that at all like no, no chance people wouldn't even look at look at your offer but right now it's it's people want to go in with that protection so it's uh it's we're we're seeing a, a lot more Take a quick break and we'll continue our discussion with things realtors wish buyers wouldn't do and a whole lot more coming up here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML.
Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin in studio today with Philip Golfi, sales representative with Remax's Cartman Realty, the Golfi team. You can call them anytime, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. The website is robgolfi.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. They're all over Twitter and Instagram. You can find them at the handle at Rob Golfi. And uh, check out the Rob Golfi Facebook page as well. Some great uh, videos and photos, listings, of course. Uh, and be sure to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Have a question for the Golfie team? You can email questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. Just before the break, we were um, a little more than halfway through the list of things realtors wish buyers wouldn't do. Uh, we'll just uh, highlight some of the uh, more I guess, unpopular ones. Call listing agents on your own. Uh, request to look at homes outside your price point. Not doing any research. Uh, making an offer contingent on selling your current home. And then there's this one. Negotiating home inspection items <laughs> that were visible pre-inspection. This is this is the biggest one in terms of this entire list. This, this would be the one that... Um, Realtors would really go yeah, bonkers. Yeah, for over. sure, for sure. And, and, you know, from... I just had one that, that fell apart recently. And the other's agent response was you know we we negotiated the offer it was great everything was good all all terms and conditions were agreed to they did the inspection and their response was there's just too much work <laughs> right and wow. i said to him i go yeah but you, you viewed the property it, twice yeah. what you know what were you surprised about or what did your inspection reveal right that, that, that you didn't was, already know that yeah that that there was too much work yeah and and he didn't really have an answer. Huh? I think it was more of a case of of the buyer having cold feet, right? right? And and just maybe second guessing, right. right? Or maybe thinking that yeah, we can take care of this, and then wondering, well, you know, what if we can't, or what if it gets worse? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and and I get it, but it's it's um, it, that's probably one of the biggest ones. Or when people negotiate a contract, and this is this is I'm, I'm saying other realtors here. Um, it, it, sometimes it's not even the the, the buyers; it might mm-hmm. be their their real estate representative. But when they when they negotiate a deal and, and and then they do the inspection, but even prior to going into the inspection, they already plan on renegotiating the price, hmm. and then they're hoping maybe maybe something small pops up in the inspection that they can come through with a reason right. to negotiate the price. <laughs> and it's it's it, it in terms of the whole real estate transaction. It, it's it's not a very good experience for for yeah, it seems kind of easily yeah, yeah exactly um and and now you're going into the inspection just trying to find something right. right just maybe the smallest little thing that that you can make a case around yeah there's and ten grand right there exactly <laughs> it's it's like you know what I mean and I there can be a ton of examples it's yeah. like you know but but yeah that's uh that's that, one for sure that's funny for sure expecting the home to be perfect after the inspection yeah and I I know we've talked about it on the show like. Like the basement cracks on the floor, right? Like any house, even if it's a new build, oh yeah, it's gonna settle. There's gonna be cracks, and, and people will be like, "Must be a structure issue." You know what I mean? <laughs> Stuff like that, or yeah. or when you or or when people are looking at properties that are fifteen to twenty years old, like yeah, it, it, you know, there's gonna be little small issues. It's just a part of your home maintenance. Right. It's just a part of it's a part of owning the house. If if you even if, even these these new built houses. They're not. They're not going to be flawless. Yep. Like it's. It's part of part of home ownership. It's, yeah. it's maintaining the property and, and fixing those little problems. And these are basically the buyers blowing something small out of proportion yeah. at the end yeah. of the day. Uh, again, the things realtors wish buyers wouldn't do: work with a buyer's agent for months and then buy with someone else at an open house. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so there's there's what's called a buyer representation agreement. So just like when you're selling a property, you call one agent, right? You call one agent to represent you in the sale of the property. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who are who are you know have the sign on the lawn. They're the ones who are your direct contact. Right. They're the ones who you're working with every single day. Now, that's it's different because that's more physical, right? They're that 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 agent's doing all the work. They're doing the photos. They're doing the marketing. You see their sign every single day. So you're you're just working with that agent, mm-hmm. but on there's that same agreement with the buying side, right? So you can enter that same buying representation agreement, mm-hmm. and that's what agents have to do to protect themselves from from this happening. Right. Wow. And it's it's identifying and laying out the proper terms and conditions of that agreement, stating, hey, listen, this is a representation agreement stating that I'm going to represent you when you go to purchase your next home. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not it's an agreement, but it's a commitment to each other and stating, I'm going to run around and I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that I give you a good experience in terms of buying. I can, I, I, I have a fiduciary duty to support you and your purchase, but you want to, you want that to be recipro- reciprocated. Right. That if I'm going to put this amount of time and effort and energy into your home buying yeah. process, you want them to commit to you. You right? want them exactly. Yeah. So, so what happens with this is once they sign that agreement and you lay out those terms and conditions so that that buyer knows, then this shouldn't happen mm-hmm. now does it happen yeah it happens Obviously. all the time but that's that <laughs> yeah. yeah so so, so it, there's no it, recourse you can't go to the, the client and say hey yeah i mean if you haven't signed anything yeah absolutely right. not there's no recourse but there's a lot of agents and and even on our team who who would go off a handshake right, right. who would but sometimes the buyer doesn't know that the stipulations of that agreement and it's making sure that those you know what and what what that what the agreement of it like what's the purpose of that agreement and why you're signing it right, right. yeah there obviously it serves a purpose uh and, really and quick the, yeah i was Go gonna ahead. say really quick we got about 30 seconds here uh work with more than one agent it's obviously. the same, it's thing. same yeah, thing yeah same thing yeah. yeah stick with one might as well go with the golfy team <laughs> <laughs> robgolfy.com when we come back we'll talk about uh, cheap italian homes there is a catch and we'll also talk about when a deal is not a deal you're listening to the hamilton real estate show on 900 chml Let's go around here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio on this Easter long weekend with Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them anytime at 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. When a deal is not a deal. So this is a, uh, there, there's a family in uh, North Vancouver. Long story short, saw a home that they uh, loved. The uh, they offered um, one point four, just under one point four million dollars for their house. Their realtor contacted them the next day with some positive news. Uh, they had signed. They had agreed to all major business terms uh, of the contract, price conditions. Uh, the sellers had just removed a couple of clauses, uh, and uh, this buyer told his realtor that he and his wife would accept uh, the counter offer. Uh, the realtor had said that, uh, you know, congratulations, all the kind of positive stuff, uh, and they were told that they would just need to initial the paperwork. The next message from the realtor, however, asked if they would consider increasing their offer as other buyers were making bids. So apparently nothing had been signed at that point. Yeah. They they made a verbal agreement, yeah. but it, it, it was not, uh, you know, pen was not put to paper even digitally. So I guess that's the moral of the story is unless it's in writing... 
It's not done it's until not it's done. Yeah. So would, would a text, you know, for realtor texts uh, uh, a buyer to say, yeah, you got the home. Is that not enough? It is. Or, or is an it, email not enough? It, it, an email is enough right now. Okay. Um, it is enough, but but there's that, you know, there's, there's that still some bad, yeah, there, there's, there's that gray area. Um, for example, if, if you're coming up to a conditional date, um, and, and every conditional date has a time, mm-hmm. right? It, it's time, you know, everything down to the to the minute, right? Right. So, if you send an email saying, "Hey, you know, I'll, I'll use an example of removing conditions." Um, if you send an email saying, "Hey, we're removing our conditions. We just don't have access to a uh, to to I, we don't have access to get their signatures right now." That email can represent the removal of conditions. Okay. Before prior to that time, so that's official, right? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, there's, there's, I, I, you know, from from being and working in the in, in the industry, I, I, I can see what's going on here, right? And this does happen, right? Where where you're, you know, you're, you're going back and forth, and you're making changes, and you know, you, you're getting a verbal from one party, you're getting a verbal from the other party, mm-hmm. and then it's just, oh, we need to catch up on the paperwork and making sure that we get the, the right initials in the right spots. That's This is that case. Right. So somewhere in between that time frame... Where, other, where other buyers came another in. Another buyer came in and yeah. said, you know, this is it. This is what we're doing. You know, wow. this is this is what's happening. And Yikes. it's, yeah, it, it, it's scary for sure. And, and has that happened before? Yeah, for sure. They're not the only ones. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's it's not... It's it's you want to make sure you're you're communicating in emails. You want to make sure that that you know it's it's unfortunate what's happened, right? Because this is it, it sounds like you know this is they they were waiting a long time for mm-hmm. this home. It's yeah, a it was very a home. very you know lo, you know location specific, maybe style specific, yeah. where it was almost a couple years. So yeah. that's what's harder. Right. Um, how often does that happen, right? Where where you know other people would be like, okay, you know. There'll probably be one coming up for sale, the sure. street over or whatever. Yeah. So I mean, but when it comes down to the contract con- contractual side of it, yeah, for sure, you want to make sure everything's initial. You want to make sure everything's timestamp. You want to make sure the deal paperwork is in the right order, mm-hmm. right? And 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 that you know basically we're you know that's what we are. We're 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 there's a lot of legalities to the real estate transaction, and it's our job to make sure that each and every single one of those are covered. And even it even gets into to contract writing. And the right clauses that that protect your clients, or you know, there's l- those little intricacies that are on us to make sure that our clients protected. Mm-hmm. This is a case where where he 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 the agent dropped the ball. If he had never sent that text, we wouldn't right. have. This wouldn't be an article, right? Right. So it's on him. Why is he sending that text? Yeah. Right. If if he kind of jumped the gun, exactly. Right. He maybe he was overly excited. He was excited to tell his clients, but in, if he doesn't send that text. Instead of instead of going back to them and saying, "Well, we have to pay more," now he's coming back and saying, "You know, now we're in competition. We're going to have to better our mm-hmm, offer." Mm-hmm. And the clients will have a little bit better understanding instead of saying, "Well, what do you mean we have yeah, to better our offer?" I thought we yeah, had it. Yeah. So, so that's 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 where that happened. Wow. So that's I would say that's that's the agent's fault for sure. That's 100%. on the agent. Uh, we got just over a minute to get to the uh, uh, the uh, cheap houses in Italy. So basically, there's a couple of websites, and sure, there's a whole lot more that are offering homes in Italy for a dollar or a euro, <laughs> one euro. Yeah. So the catch is you have to uh, you can look at the places online. Uh, you put in a deposit, then you have to go there. Obviously, you know, uh, consummate the the, the deal. 
But the proviso is you have to rehabilitate these homes. So you, right. have to, you have to put in some sweat equity right. or, or hire someone to fix them up. So they want to beautify their neighborhood. Yeah. And by doing so, they're offering these homes dirt cheap. Yeah. I mean... It sounds enticing. For sure. This this happened... I remember driving through Detroit, like, and, and, and they were just wanting people to pick up the properties to pay the property tax. Wow. So it's very similar. But, but I mean, as soon as you throw Italy... Yeah, you Detroit I mean? and Italy are two. As soon as you throw <laughs> the Amalfi Coast in there, yeah. where is it? Naples. Naples. Yeah. As soon as you throw those buzzwords, it's going to catch people's attention. Yeah. I mean, hey, listen, I got a dollar. <laughs> Everyone has you a know? dollar. <laughs> so it wouldn't be a bad idea, but yeah. it's, uh, I mean, I, I think there's a little bit more to it in terms of where it's located. Right. Um, yeah, obviously there's some responsibility there as well. And yeah. who knows, it might be a future satellite site of the Golfy Town. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. we got to run. Uh, happy Easter and uh, g- good luck uh, for this week. And we will catch you next Saturday at 9 right here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML.